What's going on, Rough Golfers? Welcome to episode number 35 of the Rough Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope everything's going well out there. Hope you have been playing golf and that uh, you have lovely weather in your forecast so that you continue to play golf and shoot low, low scores. Maybe personal bests. That would be even better. Today, I want to talk about the harsh truth of getting fitted for golf clubs and if you can trust any type of launch monitor data. I will elaborate that more in the podcast to come. All right, let's get into it. So the other day, I decided that I wanted to uh, check my distances for my clubs. And what better place to do that than an indoor hitting bay with a track man, okay? Some $30,000, either $20,000 or $30,000 piece of equipment that just is supposed to tell you everything uh, there is to know about golf when you hit a golf ball. And there were some interesting takeaways from that session. So uh, I'm in an indoor facility, okay? This is not like a top golf or anything where you, you've got like partial indoor, partial outdoor, so that there's really no like wind or any type of environmental factors that are, are playing on any of these numbers. I just wanted some basic averages for, you know, what I hit each club. I've got uh, new irons, uh, new woods, and I wanted to see, you know, what my distances were and what my numbers were. I think every golfer wants to know, you know, hey, what am, what am I hitting these bad boys? Um, and I'd actually played several rounds with my new iron set and driver and wood. Um, take that back. Not not the wood yet. I haven't used that because I just got that the other week. But uh, the irons and my driver I played, and I actually have a good idea of what some of the distances are. Not all of them, but some of the distances are. So I, I kind of went in thinking, all right, I'm just going to you know sure this up, and I'll know exactly what my gapping is between each club. Um but that wasn't the case, okay? That wasn't the case at all. So I go in there and I get set up for the TrackMan session. The pro at the shop is very helpful. He gets everything set up for me and tells me how I can work it. So I'm pretty much just left to my own devices. You know, I can hit as many balls as I want with one particular club, then switch to the next club, and I'm just paying based off of the, the time that I spend in the hitting bag. And I tell you what, man, it it will... Trackman will crush your ego. If you think you've got an ego in golf because you think you can hit, you know, certain distances or you feel like you are a decent hitter of the golf ball, well, Trackman will let you know. All right. They're in the business of making golfers cry is really what it is. So uh, I, I jest. But I go up there, get set up, and I begin hitting the clubs. And I notice right away that my distances are not what I'm seeing out there on the course. And I'm thinking like, you know, what could this be? Is it is it how I'm swinging today? I don't feel like it's any different. It feels natural to me. It feels like I'm not, you know, over or under swinging. It just feels like my natural swing that I uh, exhibit out on the golf course, but I'm not seeing the numbers when I see the, the distances. And I'm hitting off a mat, which I think that was the culprit. I think that's what was throwing the numbers off because I don't normally hit off mats on the, on the golf course. You know, you're hitting off the tee box. You got grass. You got specific types of friction and environmental factors that you're dealing with. But the funny thing is you would think that the numbers in the track man 
or in, on the indoor range or hitting bay would be better than what you got outdoors, but that was not the case, all right? Here's an example. I know that I hit my 7-iron anywhere between 170 and 180 yards on average. It fluctuates, you know, layers of clothing, temperature, am I warm, am I on the front nine, am I on the back nine, just like every golfer. You're going to have some variation, but you have a ballpark window of where you, you know, you want to hit. Well, when I went in to hit that 7-iron on the track, man, I hit about 10 or 12 balls because I was confused as to why my numbers were the way they were, I was seeing 10 to 12 yards fewer than out there on the course. And yes, I I do play in some windy conditions, but I know that most of my shots are not wind-aided. So I know that that you know, between 170 and 180 isn't on a, isn't a fluke, you know, I'm not just striking it pure one time. It's not like one time I can consistently hit that. And I know that because I play the same par threes that are the same distances week in and week out. And that is the specific club I go to, to hit that distance. And every single time I am either, you know, close to the, the distance where, or close to the point where I wanted to land the ball. So I know that my seven iron on a good day is maybe one, close to the 180. And if I'm, you know, cold or on a bad day, it's close to the 170. So the track man numbers threw me off because they were saying I was like 158 or 162 with a seven iron, you know, and I just, it just didn't, it didn't seem right. So I talked to the pro and he said, I'm not really sure what's going on. It's possible that the spin is really high based off of the mats. You know, the mat is a cleaner uh, environment and you're you're making really good contact with the ball in the club face and you're getting better spin versus being out there in the middle of the fairway or on the tee box, even though I use a tee, I feel like that's fairly decent contact. Um, you're, you know, you're getting more spin. Therefore that's what's, you know, cutting your distance back. So it was confusing. You know, I, I just, I really thought I was going to go in there and sure up the numbers that I was sitting out on the course and, I wonder, you know, it made me think, which is why I wanted to put this in the podcast, what about you average golfers out there like myself that do this and you have different numbers from the course to the track man, you know, from the from the indoor track man session or whatever launch monitor you're using. Do you trust the track man numbers or do you trust the numbers that you've been using playing out on the course? And there's the dilemma, you know, especially for a beginner golfer, you know, someone who's not learned to kind of track, track man track, uh, their numbers when they're out on the course to know exactly what distance they hit with their club. You may go into the track man session and come out with, you know, you're hitting a a pitching wedge 145 yards. And then you go out to the uh, golf course, you got 150 or 145 yard par three and you hit a pitching wedge and you're 10 yards short or 12 yards short. And that, that messes you up. Or maybe you hit, you rocket a pitching wedge and you're 160 yard, you know, you crush that thing and you're over where you wanted to land. So what do you trust? What numbers do you trust? And it really, on the drive back to my house, I was thinking like, geez, you know, none of those irons, uh, the iron distances that I was hitting match up to what I hit out on the course. They just weren't. So I chalked it up to maybe the mat was causing more spin 
and I was losing significant distance because I had too much spin on the ball. I even opted to play the lower spinning ball, which is what I try to play, you know, normally because I am a high, higher spin player. I just have always been um, to try to cut those numbers back, and it's still, you know, I'm still seeing high numbers. Now, here's the caveat, and here's where it gets even weirder. Okay, three wood. It's a newer three wood, and I'm super excited about it. I'm gonna do a review on it later for my other YouTube channel. But the three wood was getting great distances. I mean, I'm hitting between 260 and 270 on average with my three wood. And previous to that, I was like 230, 240 with a three wood. Now it's a newer three wood, different shaft, different head. So I think that that's going to contribute to that. And I've been working on my swing with the three wood as well. So I think all of that combined, I feel like those numbers are a little more consistent. Now, here's the thing. And I was also thinking about this as well. The three wood... I don't really put a, a downward shot onto it. I'm not trying to put excessive backspin on it like I would be with my irons to get good compression to get that ball to uh, launch high and land softly if I'm going into a green or something like that. And I think that is the contributing factor. It, it, when I you know, look back at it, it seems like the uh, iron shots that I was hitting just had too much spin because I was putting too much force and, and too much pressure down on it and it was just spinning too much. I didn't need to back off some of that spin to try to help with um, combating the conditions of the mat. Whereas the three wood, for me it's more of a sweeping motion and less of a, of a you know, an, uh, move to put downward uh, force on the ball so I can kind of compress it and get backspin and I'm seeing better numbers. Okay, So I'm pretty pretty happy with those three wood numbers. I'm going to get them out on the course this weekend and play in a golf tournament and see if uh, you know I'm really hitting that 260, 270 mark with my three wood because that would make me very, very happy. Now we move on to the driver, which is really what I wanted to you know know about because I've been having some serious issues with my driver shots. Okay, I will crush what I feel like is crush the driver. I mean, I smack the the ever loving mess out of it. And it goes straight, maybe a little bit of a cut, a little bit of a fade, you know, six, seven yard fade out to the right, which that's my normal kind of like ball flight when I'm not just totally destroyed and doing super hooks or super fades, but, uh, or slices or whatever. But um, the ball will go low and then zip up really high. And I've done a bunch of research on this, you know, am I hitting too low on the face? That's causing it to launch low and then go high. And I wanted my spin numbers so that I could, you know, figure out what am I doing wrong here? You know, is this a, what, what's going on? And sure enough, my spin numbers were super high. My club head speed was on average 117 for the driver. Um, I think as low as 114 and as high as 120. So, you know, I was really happy with those club head speeds for my driver. I feel like I'm in a good slot there, but I could not get a golf ball to carry more than 293 yards. And I've got uh, my club head speed 117, smash factor was 1.45, which was pretty darn good. I mean, of course, it's not perfect 1.5, which is, is really, really good, but pretty good for me anyway. And um, the downside to this specific setup was that I couldn't get my uh, all of my you know, club angle numbers. My angle of attack was up. It was like 2.7 up, so it's in the positive. Of course, my path is, I had a negative path on the uh, track man, which was saying negative four, so that's a little bit uh, in to out. 
uh, I'm sorry, out to in, which is not good. I need to correct that and get that more into out so I can put, you know, a little, have a little more of a neutral path. But when I asked the pro about it, he was like, yeah, it looks like your spin numbers are just too high. Okay. So I decided to see if he wouldn't be able to do a driver fitting. You know, maybe the equipment is just not what I need. And I did find some interesting information out. Currently, I play a Cobra Speed Zone driver. It's the standard low spin model. I've got the 14 gram weight moved to the front, so I'm trying to kill that spin as much as possible. And I'm playing a hazardous smoke yellow 6.5 extra stiff shaft. Okay. Now the yellow is for more of a moderate tempo swinger, and I feel like I have a little bit more of an aggressive transition, and that uh, that could be an issue that I'm having there, which is one of the reasons that led me to say, hey, can we do a fitting so I can try some different shafts, different heads, and see if there's something better out there for me. And now this is the interesting part. The pro, uh, you know, luckily uh, had some time, some extra time, so he go ahead. We went right into a driver fitting. All right. So I'm going to talk about some of the drivers and shafts that I got to swing in this fitting because everything was it was surprising at the end of this. I think you're going to be surprised at uh, the takeaway. But I tried the Callaway Paradigm. I tried Titleist uh, TSI uh, three and four, the, the newest model, I think. It, it's the absolute newest model that Titleist put out for demo. I tried the new Mizuno. I tried the new Ping. All of those in the lowest spin, uh, you know, options that you can get. Okay, low spin model. That's that's what we were going for. Then we talk about shafts. Okay, I tried the extra stiff Project X uh, black smoke RDX. Okay. I tried the Green Smoke RDX, also known as the Hulk. Now, it was not in the Tor Stiff Flex. He didn't have it in Tor Stiff. He only had it in Extra Stiff. I tried the Ventus TR-6X shaft, which is a Cadillac of a shaft, and it should be because it's $350 for that thing, but it felt great in my hands. But the takeaway after all of that was that none of those shafts could get my spin down. No shaft, no shaft setting, no, I mean, no head setting, nothing could get my spin down. And believe it or not, the driver that I have had the best numbers out of all of those that I tested. And I, I kept asking the pro, you know, is it something that I'm doing? And he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm just a qualified fitter. I'm not qualified to teach. I tried to fit the equipment to your swing and we're trying to get that, that spin down, but he couldn't get the spin down. And Man, you know, I'm grateful he tried and tried and tried and spent a lot of time with me, and I'm really, really appreciative of his help, but we couldn't get the spin down, okay? So my dilemma was I'm standing there after this fitting, and I'm talking with the pro, and I'm like, you know, he's thinking, like, maybe you need a TX flex, you know, maybe maybe you just need a super stiff shaft that I don't have for you. And I was asking him, I was like, my club head speeds are not that fast. You know, 117 is is... Uh, on average is pretty good, but it's not like, you know, Cameron Champ 124 or Bryson DeChambeau 133 or these really super hard big hitters that are using, you know, these super stiff shafts. And I said, I think that there's something wrong with my swing. You know, I went into this uh, session to get my, my data. My data was not coming up the way I thought it would. So I went into a driver fitting. The driver fitting came out that 
uh, we just with equipment we could not get the spin down so that makes me think I've got a problem in my swing somewhere and it's just it's odd because the ball is not fading hard right or hooking left it's going straight but it's going super high my peak apex height is like 160 some feet okay 140 160 feet that's way too high that driver that ball is spinning so much. I mean, we're talking 4,000, uh, 3,800 to 4,000, maybe even 4,500 spin numbers off of the driver with a 2.7 positive launch angle and or, or uh, upward angle of attack. And that's what I'm getting. Super high balloons that just won't come down, and I can't, can't bring it down. So I think there is an issue with my swing, and I'm actually going to see... A, uh, a swing coach in the coming months to try to get that fixed because I feel like with a 117 club head speed I should be getting more distance than 283 yards which is what my driver average was 283 yards and ball speeds at like 162 I think my highest ball speed was 175 so respectable ball speeds surely something that should get me to a 300 yard rollout at least you know I get it if it were 280 carry but that's 283 total so that ball's just going too high. The landing angle's way off. And it just made me realize that that's the harsh truth of getting fitted for clubs. You know, you can't take a bad golf swing and purchase equipment to fix it. You know, maybe a small minor adjustment, yes. But you can't, you can't buy a $350 shaft and it's going to fix all your troubles. So for you beginner golfers out there that may be listening, um, I always advocate that you go get a lesson from a pro. If you're just starting out, go get lessons, okay? Work on your swing mechanics until you've got that down pat, and then go and get fitted for your swing, because the fitter is going to fit to your swing. If your swing's way off, your equipment's going to be way off, okay? So, you know, I, I don't know if, if uh, the you know, club fitters want me to say that, but you really need to get your swing down pat first and then do the equipment fitting. And that's the harsh truth of, of getting fitted for clubs. There's no magic wand. There's no magic shaft or club head that's going to fix your bad swing, you know, and it, it is sad. But as an average golfer, you have to understand that, um, that the swing and mechanics are super important. So I just wanted to let everyone know about that. Um, you know, and especially for you beginner golfers, that's, you know, who's going to get the most benefit out of this information that, you know, don't think equipment is going to fix a bad swing. And also try to test not only indoors and on a mat, get your, your, your distances there, but also go out to the course and get your, your course distances or your playing distances. Cause the two could be very, very different hitting off a mat too much spin, whereas, and, and reduce distance, whereas when I'm in the, the rough or the fairway and I'm hitting in, I get better distance because my spin's reduced. So, you know, you, you have to use all of that information and then come to your final distances. So there's, there's a little something to think on over this next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's all I've got for you today. Let me know down in the comments what you think. Please leave a rating or review if you're listening to this podcast. Greatly helps out the show. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swinging.